Hey, this is More Than Velocity. I'm Bart Payer here with Jordan O'Segara. And today we have Mark Sheehan, who is uh, in Illinois, uh, runs Canes, Illinois, and Evolution Athletics, and has been around baseball for many, many years. Jordan actually knows uh, Mark from way, way back. Uh, Mark's coaches uh pitchers and athletes at all levels uh, and we've got a lot to talk about today so mark why don't you quickly just kind of explain how you got into the coaching yeah. thing and 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 right. maybe we can go into where you met jordan and all that yeah sounds good um as i was just mentioning to jordan i um i, I had no intentions of doing baseball for a living coaching baseball training baseball players but um back in 2004 my eight-year-old nephew made an all-star travel team and um uh, my brother-in-law asked me if i'd come down and help them with practice because he knew i pitched in high school and a little bit in college and so um i went down to the first practice and realized i didn't know anything about pitching or how to train pitchers so um <clears throat> i did a little research and i talked to you know all the noted gurus mike marshall who was actually our pitching coach at st cloud state my freshman year of uh, college um Mike Marshall and Dick Mills and all, you know, everybody else that was um, putting themselves out there as pitching gurus. And then I came across Tom's stuff and my education was in science. So it, it immediately uh, connected with me. And then I went and saw Tom. Tom House. They, you mean. Tom House. Right. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, I went out and visited Tom when he came up to um, the Joliet area and did a clinic. And uh, from that minute on, I was I was hooked. So I started going out to coaches certifications in San Diego at that time when Tom was based there. And then, you know, the subsequent move to uh, USC. And that's where I met Jordan back in about 2005. And, um, you know, it, it my part time gig of helping pitchers went from um, 12, eight year olds to um, 35 kids, you know, doing it all in my backyard and it got to the point where they wanted more and more. So I started, I kind of, I turfed my basement and, uh, we did everything down there. Uh, it was 54 feet in length. So I had just enough to train kids 13 and under, which was my uh, client base at that time. Um, and then we did, you know, all of Tom's, the, the NPA bands and weighted balls and, uh, med ball routines and, you know, dumbbell stuff. So, um, it turned into a full-time gig real quick. And, um, I think within about two years, I opened up a, an academy and been doing it full times ever since. So it's been wonderful. I feel honored to be able to, to do what I'm doing and help these kids, um, you know, realize their dreams in the baseball world. Yeah. Not, not just helping kids, but one of the things you do really well is you don't kind of, you know, in a sense, honk your own horn. But you're not just working with like eight through 12 year olds and high school kids. You have a pretty healthy stable of major league players. We're not going to obviously mention names because I know that's not necessarily right. up your alley, but you have a pretty healthy stable of, of major leaguers that come through your doors as well. So I, I don't think that's something that needs to be left out. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's intriguing because it's not just like, oh yeah, this, this basement facility that turned into what it is now is, is still yeah. impacting guys at the highest level of the game. Yeah, it is. You're right. Um, yeah, I have um, a pretty pretty wide um, range of of clients, and I've I've got um, one four coaches underneath me that I've been training over the years. So uh, we have a pretty good stream of kids coming through the academy. Yeah, 
Yeah, and if you don't mind, I, I know you've done a little bit of, of stuff as a, like a almost like a consultant in pro ball as well with a couple of organizations. Can you touch on that a little bit? Yeah, that was mostly with when I was with Tom. Um, you know, unfortunately, the major league clubs, you I'm sure you, you know more than I do about it, having worked for the Angels. But um, baseball is the last of major sports to embrace science and technology. So it was like we were talking two different languages, really. And um, trying to get them to understand uh, how we can help them, how we can benefit the entire organization just by keeping their guys healthy um, was a struggle more than anything. So um, I've had, um, yeah, quite a bit of, of interaction with a few teams, just kind of helping them with um, one or two pitchers maybe in their organization. Um, some of them are reluctant to do that. They kind of want to keep it in, in-house, so to speak. So um, it's unfortunate because I think what you and I've been exposed to over the years, um, I just don't think there's anything better in baseball. Uh, and my favorite saying is there's a lot of pitching coaches out there that are way better than I am but nobody has better information, especially when it comes to training and developing pitchers and keeping them healthy, really. Mm -hmm. And now with your arm care program, I mean, it's just kind of put everything I do on steroids. And I'm, yeah. I've, I've only been using it for what, about three months, I think, so far. Yeah, right in that range, yeah. yeah I mean, you've right. been using it for three months, but it folds right. into a lot of that old information it is that, it that you and I got kind of taught on as coaches right. and how to use that information. And – you know, it's saying that it took what you do and and it puts it on steroids. Before yeah. we get into like the arm care aspect of it, I know Bart is like never. This is the first time he's met you, but okay. I want you to go over a little bit like what what is it that you do? Kind of what's a general you know training philosophy? Yeah. How do you develop your players? And then I know Bart's probably going to have a lot of questions. He's got two twin yeah. boys that are that are getting into baseball that he's going to ship out to Illinois at some point from Florida. So, <laughs> um, if you don't mind going in, like what is your basic kind of yeah. general training program, then how do you fold arm care into that? Okay. So the first thing I do when I'm onboarding a new client is I put them through about an hour evaluation and we screen them for movement efficiency. We measure them for their genetic potential, their point in time capacity and you know, what they're capable of doing that day. Um, and then we try to gauge what their, we also have some tests to gauge what their weak links are or weak link is because you're only as strong as your weakest link. And then um, after we get them through all that, we put them through a proper warm up. I'll pop them up on the mound and literally have them throw just two or three pitches, take some video. And then we break down their mechanics and we talk, we focus on what they do well, but also um, what they don't do well, what areas they need help in. Um, it, they're only as efficient as their worst movement. So that's, that's kind of where we focus on from there. And that, a uh, little evaluation kind of creates a blueprint, if you will, uh, for what they're capable of there and what, depending on what their goals are, this is how we're going to get to what you're and try to help you attain your goals. And it might be one step, it might be four, three or four different things. But, um, and then from that point, most of my, my regular clients come in about once a week uh, for a lesson Um and after they reach a certain level of familiarity with terminology and drills and whatnot, um, I have a class that I run that meets three times a week for 90 minutes and we do everything there, mechanics, core, 
uh, flexibility, mobility. I have a chiropractor who comes in. I have a yoga instructor. I mean, we kind of, you know, we throw everything at them. And, and that class has um, developed quite a few um, elite athletes. Uh, and um, it, I've kind of started that program, oh, geez, probably eight, nine years ago when I didn't have enough time to see en- see enough people. So I thought, all right, well, they learn better in a group environment anyway. Let's put together a, a class where we can get 20 or 30 kids in here. And it's um, myself, a couple of my other instructors. I have a strength coach who's in there working with them. And we all kind of just bounce around and guys jump from station to station and they work on what they need to work on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very, very organic from... You know, I've seen you kind of do things here and there a little bit, obviously never been, you know, boots on ground with you there in Illinois, but I've seen you work at some of those clinics with Tom on those coaches certs. And it's very, very clear instruction, very concise. And the one thing I like that you're saying is you're giving these guys an evaluation. And one of the biggest issues that I think is going on in what I'll call modern baseball coaching, I guess, is the best way to put it is a guy comes in, whether it's facility, team, high school program, college program, professional baseball, wherever you're at. This guy comes in, it's day one, yeah. and the coach is already telling you, here's your 15 adjustments you need to make today. Right. It's like, well, where are we getting this information from? You know, well, yeah. yeah, you know, bad instruction could be better than no instruction, but yeah. bad instruction that's, that's unguided is very yeah. dangerous when it comes down to it. And, right. you know, that's one of the things I really like that you do is you're you're putting out a plan. You're putting out that blueprint. You have the foundation, and you go, you know, if it's, you know, we're filming this on November 21st. If it's November 21st, you're getting that new guy in the door. You're getting all these measures and you're going, I know where you're at. It might be your best day ever. It might be your worst day, but we have a starting point. We're yeah. going to go over a blueprint. You're going to lay that out, get the athletes input, and then let's start moving forward. And as they progress, it's not just like you're, Hey, you're once a week coming in as they progress. You're like, now here's our Rolls Royce option. Right. Where you have a chiropractor, a, a strength coach. You have this, you have that. And you're giving these guys this, you know, buffet option to kind right. of pick and choose what's going to fit them best. Mm-hmm. And they're going at that athlete's pace, but you're also putting them into that competitive atmosphere of those group structures. And that's so important. If you don't mind, I know I just rambled for a bit there, but if you have anything else to throw in. No, you're exactly right. Um, very rarely, most of my lessons are 20 minutes long. Very rarely will I ever pop a kid up on the mound <clears throat> and have him pitch for 20 minutes. Um it might just be two or three to figure out, okay, where did he improve? What areas do we still need to focus on? Uh, kids get better a whole, a whole lot quicker when they're not focusing on the outcome or where the ball's going. So we do a lot of patterning drills where they're going to hang on to something. Sometimes it's their glove. Sometimes it's a baseball. Sometimes it's their glove and a baseball. Uh, sometimes it's a weighted ball, just depending on, on what we're working on. So, um, yeah, I, I have uh, a lot of, former college ball players who are dads who will bring their kid in. Oh, I just want him to work on mechanics. I'm like, well, I don't, I don't even know what he's capable of doing or how he moves. There's, there's really no way to do that. You're just mm-hmm. kind of wasting our time spinning our wheels, just trying to work on mechanics, you know? So, um, <clears throat> which is, I think pretty much the st- industry standard, you know, a kid comes in for a lesson, they can hop up on the mountain, they throw for 30 minutes. Um, so, yeah, we just do things a lot differently around here. And, and you know, all of it is um, a tribute to Tom and and what he taught us. And, um, yeah, it works really well, as you well know. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Yeah. And that's yeah. when you're, when you're saying industry standard, that's, that's what I've noticed when I say that modern coaching is, you know, on LinkedIn, I was going back and forth with a couple guys posting some things on there and nobody, when you, whenever you put a big question out, that's kind of like a, I want to say a confrontational question, but right. you're trying to get feedback from people. Nobody wants to touch it. No, you're right. Nobody, but like, finally, somebody stay responded. Away from that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Finally, somebody responded to me and I was like, I, I, on the lines, it was a couple of months back. I posted a question on the lines of it's like, you know, as a coach, do we really need to be the guru of everything or do we need to be a jack of all trades? And I think coaches are more jack of all trades because when you're dealing with a kid, you have to be his mental emotional coach. Right. You have to be his nutritionist. You have yep. to be his biomechanics instructor. And right. guess what? Even if you're doing all three of those things, well, you can be like me and not get anybody out. Yeah, you're spending right. more time backing up third base at the end of the day, <laughs> and that's where it's like, hey, I got to come to you to learn how to pitch. Yeah. So right now, everybody goes into these lessons, and they're like, oh, it's just mechanics. I need to be the right. mechanics guru, and yeah. you know, my one way of teaching is the only way to do it. And I'm going to draw that line in the sand. But one of the things I like, and you know, again, a lot of that comes from that mentorship under Tom, yeah. is he looks at it from that performance aspect. It's like, well, there's these different legs of the table, the tabletop, all these things. And it's like, I, I put that question out there of going, well, which one is most important? Right. And everyone's like, I'm not touching it. I'm yeah. just going to say, Hey, I like your comment. I'm going right. to put a thumbs up on there where it's like, well, strength and conditioning. Yeah. You know, you have that guy, you yeah. have the chiropractor. Now you're adjusting some alignment. Maybe something gets out of whack with repetitive right. overuse. You're right. implementing arm care into that as well. So with that, how do you fold arm care into your strength oh. and conditioning, your recovery, whatever it may be? Like, where does that fit into your system? So it fits everywhere, quite honestly. And um, going forward, I won't take on a new client without putting them in the arc, arm care program. And here's the main reason why. Um, with all the information that's been thrown at me, you know, working with Tom for 15 years, and um, you can kind of look at a kid and poke around his shoulders and ask him some questions about his health history and whatnot. And try to, you can come pretty close to determining where his weak links are and whatnot, or what he really needs to focus on. Now the arm care does all that for me, right? And I don't have to spend time doing it with them because they can do it on their own. So we, I have um, six dynamometers sitting down on the counter down there. So when kids come in, they know if today's the day for their fresh test or if they're going to do the arm primer, strength test, whatever they're going to do, uh, it's all right there for them. And I love waking up every day and um, popping up my coach's portal and looking at seeing who did test and who's, uh, who's sore or who's losing strength and range of motion or whatever the case may be. And being able just to shoot them out a text and ask them like, okay, what's going on? What did you do yesterday? Um, I had a D one kid. Um, can't remember what it was. Uh, he just, it's his numbers just dived. Mm -hmm. uh, so I text him like, what happened? What were you doing? So he, um, he was doing long toss. He th thinks he threw about 40 or 50 of them maximum intensity. Then he threw a 70 pitch bullpen, <laughs> which, you know, in, that was what middle of October, I think. I'm like, why are you doing, why are you throwing such a big bullpen and doing that much long toss? It's October. You're not going to be competing until, you know, end of January at the earliest. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I haven't been as excited about something in baseball as the arm care program uh, since 
Tom's way to ball program mm-hmm. came out in like 2009, I think it was right somewhere mm-hmm. in that. Yeah, right in that range. Yeah, I was part of that. And you know, I'm sure you're you're the same, Jordan. You probably get a lot of stuff thrown at you, a lot of gadgets and gizmos, and um, I I I'll take a look at them, but and test a few out, but nothing is um, nothing's really piqued my interest like the arm care, mm-hmm. and the results we're getting back so far are pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah. yeah. With that, just on that topic, I know you're talking a little on technology. Um, what are Obviously, you're saying arm care. You're going to run every single player through arm care. You know, just to kind of highlight, is there any other techs you're using? Like, how, how else are you going about your development system? Um, you know what? I have Repsoto and a Trackman, and I only use that during certain times of the year. I'm not a, you know, a lot of people I think get caught up in all the spin rates and and spin axis and all that kind of stuff. But I, it's useful information I think for the right individual. And if they're healthy enough to take advantage of it. But um, other than uh, TrackMan, uh, I basically, it's my iPhone. I take mm-hmm. video of the kids. I try to do a little video uh, almost every lesson because the kids today are such visual learners. Mm-hmm. Um, so being able to pop, I have a big screen right next to my mound and I pop the, their video up on the big screen and we break it down, put it in slow motion. And we try to focus on just one aspect of their mechanics. So as far as technology goes, I, you know, there isn't a whole lot. I have a 3D motion capture system that's been in the closet for th- three years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's a there's a lot of that. I know there's a lot of newer systems and that, that are much easier, mm-hmm. less cumbersome and, and whatnot. But um, I find that the models that they're using to compare everybody to is not correct, old, outdated, you know. So um, as far as technology goes, not a whole lot on the mechanics mm-hmm. side. The arm care stuff, basically, I, you know, not, I'm going to rely a lot on the arm care program because um, what I've seen so far is pretty impressive. Yeah, and that's, you know, we we filmed a thing just a little while ago, uh, Bart and myself, on, you know, getting yourself started without needing all this tech. And for me, it's okay. like, really the one thing that even if I didn't work for arm care, I would be investing in my players for dynamometry. I mean, we did it when I was with the angels, we saw huge results with it. Hmm. And then for me, I don't even think every minor leaguer needs, you know, pitch development tools. Some guys just, they have other things they need to work on when it comes down to it. Not everybody needs 3d motion analysis. You know, I know we ran 3d motion analysis on everyone under the sun uh, in professional baseball, but it's like in reality, this guy probably doesn't need that. Let's worry about some other stuff first. Yeah. Um, there's definitely good data to be gleaned, but it's for like the top three to 5% of yeah. those players that are out there. Yeah. Um, right. And with that, now that I've noticed Bart, I know we haven't really brought it up much, but since I filmed our little thing on drawing on the baseball, I don't know if guys are watching or stuff. Everybody's posting stuff on that now. I'm not saying I'm the trendsetter, but I probably am, you know. So. Oh, is that a monster? <laughs> what did you do? I, I filmed some stuff. I don't have the, the ball with me, but I'll, on like balls that were marked up and how you can just use your iPhone to film, see which direction it's spinning, oh, yeah. you know, circles on the ball for your slider, yeah. your breakable, okay. all different things like that. And right. since we posted that, we've had a couple questions on it, but now I see everybody's posting stuff on there. So I'm going to take credit for being the trendsetter. Yeah, wow. Hey, you know, great idea. That was one of the most, it's definitely one of the most watched videos we have on 
on TikTok. Um, it's just putting that line on the ball and just saying, Hey, this mm-hmm. is all it takes. You, right. know, you don't need all this expensive well, stuff. You're really and then my last rant on the expensive stuff. It's great if you're in that top tier of baseball, yep. but also with that top tier baseball, I won't say organization names. I won't say anything else, but there was a high end starting pitcher in the American league East uh-huh. who reached out to me and he says, look, they're telling me my split finger sucks. I said, who's they? And he goes, our analyst, who's okay. running rap soda in our bullpens. And he's telling me my split finger sucks. And I said, well, you got about eight years of data at the major league level that says you're split fingers good. pretty yeah. dang good. Like there's not too many guys that are hitting that thing. I right. wouldn't change it. And he's like, yeah, you got uh, a good point, you know? Yeah. So the technology is not always going to be right. And I remember I was just, you know, my, my dad will come help me every once in a while. He's retired now. And he'll, he'll film yeah. stuff and right. use a radar gun. And one time we had one of our players who, you know, he's, 82 83 and then all of a sudden there's like an 87 he's like oh hey there's an 87 i said that's probably a misread i'm not assuming this guy's just adding five miles an hour (laughs) in the blink of an eye you know it's probably technology issues like oh that makes a lot of sense you know but you know sometimes the technology you know while it gives us good measuring points it's not always going to measure consistent and it doesn't always mean it's right so for me it's like i I trust my eyes a little more especially over, over the rap soto the numbers I see in there, I'm like, I don't, it doesn't, that's not what I'm seeing. Um, yeah. Just so, like when they tell this guy, Hey, your split finger sucks. Yeah. Go tell that to, yeah, you know, right. these seven guys I just punched out two days ago. So exactly. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Well, Hey uh, Mark, I want to, I wanted to ask you a question being a parent yeah. myself. I'm okay. sure you've had so many athletes going through there. <laughs> if you could snap your fingers and have parents do this one thing, like how do you be a better parent? For a kid who's actually competitive, because I've got, you know, I've got four kids. I got some that are going to be like ultra competitive and others that just want to be on the team and yeah. have fun. Right. And so as a parent, what would be your, your advice there? Um, do some research. I mean, it's unfortunate. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of bad information out there, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to pitching. So, um, but I think, you know, you have to trust your instincts, but I think them doing a little more research would, would probably benefit their kids a whole lot more. Um, and um, I don't know, my, my baseball's changed so much in the last five years with travel baseball, it's turned into a year round sport yep. and the kids are paying a big price for that. So um, I, I, my my i guess my number one thing would would be especially at the younger ages make sure that they play a, uh, other sports besides baseball yep. um i see far too many kids who come in here who don't play anything but baseball even at 12 13 years old um when i was in high school i played through i actually played four sports and you know i don't know what did i miss out on by playing four sports i don't i think my athleticism improved a great deal and i think that's one thing that's missing in a lot of today's younger baseball players so um i'd, I'd say make them play multiple sports and do your research when you're looking for instruction probably real quick on that with yeah. the multiple sports because this is something now that i've left kind of collegiate and professional baseball and i've gone back and as bart knows i'm working on a, on a high school group right now when when you're dealing with multi-sport athletes, how do you fold them back into a baseball season? Because yeah. that's that's so, always an intriguing thing. It, it's tough um, because every other sport wants them to be year-round training mm-hmm. with them too. So um, like with our Canes, Illinois program, we try to accommodate the multi-sport athletes by tunnel. Mm-hmm. 
if you know if he's on the 17 new team if you only have Monday night available and the 15 new team is in here you we still want you to come in um a lot of times you'll run into uh issues with them uh overdoing it never taking time off so um just looking at a kid sometimes you can tell look kid you're in a deficit you need to just mm-hmm. do nothing for a couple days or at least one one or two days a week so we just try to to tell them look it's basically an open gym and whenever you have time come in and do what you can uh we'll give them little things to do too on their own when they do have some downtime like you know the football players are just finishing now and now basketball is starting so um now our football players are coming in and our basketball guys are leaving but um we have a a lock uh keypad on our front door and everybody has the code so whenever they get a chance even if it's we've had kids in here around midnight sometimes mm-hmm. during the week which obviously isn't very good either because kids at that age need a lot of sleep but um we just try to make it as accessible to them as possible yeah it's funny jordan's jordan's like multiple sports get your sleep and put yeah. some damn weight on like half those kids are bean poles and eat. Yeah. yeah right um, yeah, with my group, we just redid our, our second round of physical testing going right. into our moratorium where we have our, our mandatory breaks for the high school seasons. Right. And everybody increased broad jump. Everybody increased all these strength measures were taken. Everyone's increasing arm strength like crazy. Yeah. Then we measure it. And there's like two kids that gain weight. And then you get into it and you're like, why are you guys not gaining weight? We're gaining strength. That's awesome. But we yeah. need to be bigger overall. Strength is awesome. Right. We're, we're functionally stronger. We're raw, raw strength and power stronger, but you still can't be 160 pounds. It's just too yeah. small when it comes right. down to it. And they go, oh, well, we just haven't been eating. And it's like, imagine how strong you would have been if you were eating and if you were yeah. sleeping. So you're going to get me on a tangent, Bart, so I'm not going to go oh, too far God. into it. But. Yeah, I think the, the nutrition um, aspect is probably the most difficult one, you know, because they have high metabolism. I don't know how good they're eating. They, they, they always tell us we're eating well. We always talk to the kids about, you know, if you just cut out – Soda pop, uh, that's going to be a big benefit to you. And on a but, side note, that's how you can tell you're from the Midwest. You said soda pop. <laughs> I know. Soda, pop, Coke, whatever. Um, but we try to talk to them about, you know, you should have different colors on every plate. Ideally, something green for sure. And um, a lot of times I think it's time management too. You know, they're so busy and then they've got, got schoolwork and um uh, dual work, dual parents out in the workforce. So who's making dinner and I don't know it's, it's a tough one, but um, yeah, I think that's probably the biggest downfall with most of the kids I see mm-hmm. is the diet. Yeah. For, for the diet, one of the big things that I've noticed when players do it, when they buy in, cause again, you know, a lot of it is going to be on them for the yeah. nutrition aspect. There's only so much, I mean, I'm not falling around to their kitchen. Right, I have right. I have a kid of my own. I can't be running around checking other people's nutrition 24 hours a day. Right. Um, what it comes down to it is if they're able to just pay attention to those small details, that sets the habit. And then when they go to college, that's typically when the high school kid plummets is that freshman year of college is a right. brutal transition phase to where they go, oh, wow, I didn't realize how much mom and dad actually did for me with the yeah. cooking, with the nutrition, that right. if they can learn this stuff, Five percent more than every other freshman they're competing against, they're setting themselves up for success. Right. They just let mom and dad do it all. They're setting themselves up for failure when they leave home. They get out of the nest. Yeah. Now they gotta go figure it out. And 
Yeah. Nutrition is so important. And I wish yeah. I would have known this stuff yeah. sooner because I figured it out too late. By the time I started doing nutrition right, I right. went from like 155 pounds to 180 pounds in my wow. last year of playing in pro ball. And then I started throwing up ratings and touching 90 as opposed to like 48 miles an hour. Right. So for me, nutrition was huge. And I was like, I yeah. thought I was doing this well to go on what you're saying. It's like, well, they keep telling me I'm doing well. It's like, yeah, I was eating good, but yeah. I didn't realize I was burning like 3,500 calories a day, yeah. you know? So just, you don't realize how much you have to actually eat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that's the the missing link for sure. Uh, from what I see around here. So Mark, um, you said you were logging into the arm care app and seeing who's doing, you know, who's doing their yep. training, who's doing stuff. Um, are the kids logging in or the parents seeing the reports? What, what's your take there? You know what? I, um, I, some of them are, um, and I, I haven't seen anybody come up with, you know, show up with their PDF reports and ask me questions, but, um, it's something that I want to, I want to implement and have them at least every two weeks, print out a report. And then I want them to come in and tell me why and where, where are they deficient and what we can do to correct that. Because one of the things we do with a lot of our kids, we do spend a lot of time talking to them and educating them about doing the correct kind of exercises with the crossover symmetry and, and the hip and core belt and, mm. um, you know, dumbbell work and um, close chain training and just just everything. So um, we um, yeah, it's something I need to implement. I've kind of. I've been onboarding so many kids that it's kind of uh, monopolized my time. Sure. And now I think we're close to getting all of our Canes players on. So now it's just adding um, my private clients, which, you know, it's a couple of new ones here and there every week or whatnot. So I'll be able to catch up and we're going to, we'll, we'll definitely spend more time on going over their reports. But oftentimes if somebody pops up in my wellness portal, um, I will, I have a, program called snag it where i can get a picture of the of that report on my portal and i text it to him and i say hey let's talk about this at p3 uh p3 is my class that i run up premier pitchers performance that i run three times a week so i'll text it to them and then they'll come in and we'll talk about okay what happened here um you know your ability to you're you're, you're fatiguing a lot quicker than you should you know you lost 10 percent or 14 percent or whatever the number might be so we've discussed it a lot it, uh, a lot in that sense, but yeah, um, them printing out reports and becoming more familiar with all, everything that's involved with the arm care is definitely going to benefit them uh, a great deal too. Just something I need to get, find the time to do, you know? Yeah. And I mean, there's a lot in there, so it's like there you can is. either take a yeah. skim the top, which mm -hmm. could be what some people need, or you can dive deep. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. I actually have one of my students who's certified. Oh, arm. cool. Yeah. Uh, I wish I had more kids like that. <laughs> <laughs> so I might have to hire that kid when he's, when he gets out of high school. Um, but he's been a client of mine since he was, wow, seven or eight, I think. Wow. He's a senior in high school now. Actually, sure. he. Real quick, I know we just were mentioning that, that you're, you have an athlete that's certified. I know you've done the course as well, right? Yeah. Uh, do you mind Almost touching done. a little bit? <laughs> Almost done. So yeah. um, it's a long course. It's not short. So it's impressive that uh, that kid's already certified. If you don't you know mind what? touching a little bit on that, like, is there anything cool you're gleaning out of that information or? Um, 
Well, my, I think my biggest problem with it is just setting aside enough time mm-hmm. to get through, you know, I'm doing it in 10 minute snippets here and there. So no, but it's, it's definitely um, opened up my mind to all the stuff that I've been doing, how much bigger it can get, mm-hmm. um, how much more there is that I'm not doing actually, you know, I've been really uh, fortunate. Um, I, I was just thinking about this the other day about how many kids like clients of mine that had Tommy John surgery. And I'm sure my numbers are lower than most, but um, I think we can get even better with it. Quite honestly, Mm -hmm. a lot of times what happens is my kids will go off to college and they're doing totally different programs there and things that they probably shouldn't be doing. Well, I think, now that they're away at college and they have the arm care, I can still monitor their monitor them remotely. And we it'll be a lot easier for me to keep those kids healthier because that's typically where yep. most of my kids get hurt as they go off to college and you know they do a boatload of long toss or um some other programs that just aren't as healthy as what we've been doing mm-hmm. and what they've been exposed to. So unfortunately, uh, you're not the only one who has that same exact story yeah. yeah yeah i just actually told a story to everybody this morning one of my lessons went off to college yeah and he just actually about three maybe five days ago found out he's gonna have a, a tommy john full tear needs to have yeah. reconstruction but again there was a lot of mismanagement on the coach's side where this was when the injury occurred it was in mid-september right and they had him pitch on a friday in a inner squad game pitch on a saturday in inner squad game and they had him throw a bullpen on a Sunday because they said, hey, we want to get our looks at you. You're throwing the ball well. So they start using yeah. it more. It's like no, the season's not even started yet. What are we gaining right. out of this yeah. here? You know, it's September. So, right. I you know, know. unfortunately, you know, kids and they're going, yeah, I can do that because they want to be pleasing to the yeah, coach. Yes, kids. Yeah, they want to please the coach. You're right. Yeah, they want to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So they're going to do whatever the coach tells them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, it's just kind of. Going through the certification is going to broaden my horizons and makes me think differently about um, kids that come in with issues, new clients, or kids that are saying, oh, you know what, I'm really sore in my tricep or or my elbow hurts or whatever the case may be. Uh, But now I can dig a little deeper without having to send them maybe to an ortho or or whatnot um, or a medical professional um rehab what have you but um yeah it's almost um like bart said it's kind of there's just so much information out there and once i get a a grasp on every little detail i think it's i don't see any of my kids having issues you know especially educating them though is, is a big thing too and like bart mentioned about reports we do need to have gonna figure out some way to have a, a report session or something where everybody brings in a report and I want you to tell me what you see in the, in that report. So um, that might loosen the load a little bit for me too. you know, so that I only get about 15 minutes every morning to look through the coaches portal and, and see who tested last and who's having some issues. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about the program and how it's going to benefit all my kids and the Canes players. And yeah, it's going to be exciting stuff. Mark, do you have any athletes that are all virtual or is everybody has to be in your um, local area? You know what? I do actually 
have some uh, kids who are remote. Well, pretty much remote. I have uh, I have clients in um, Toledo, Ohio, um, Florida, Arizona, California. So yeah, the majority of that is remote. I'll see they'll come in once a year, once or twice a year. Actually, Belgium kid from wow. the Belgian national team. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, yeah, I do have some kids who I train just strictly remotely, and uh, quite honestly, it works quite well. Um, typically, those kids are a little more uh, focused and and know what they want. So. Um, uh, most of the see a couple of those are high school kids, but a few of those are college players. So um, they're not getting their their questions answered with their current coaches or whatnot, or instructors, and and uh, they're just looking for something a little different. And when they start to feel it and everything's working better, obviously it um, it uh, keeps them coming back. But. Cool. Listen, hey, Mark, this has been a lot of fun. I appreciate uh, you coming on with us. Uh, If you're, you know, my advice is if you're out there looking for, you know, help, uh, definitely look up uh, Mark at Canes, Illinois and and Evolution Athletics and, uh, and, uh, you know, just uh, keep, uh, keep us, let's, let's do this again sometime. Yeah, we will for sure. Love to talk all day long. Fantastic. Okay. Until next time. Take care, guys. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. All right. Later, Jordan.